the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. AM 630 KSLR is proud to feature our Church of the Week. Our desire is that you will get to know the pastors and churches in our community and find a church you and your family can call home. Here's the host of the Church of the Week program, Director of Ministry Development, Mark Longoria. Well, hello, everybody. Thank you so much for joining us today. This is Mark Longoria, the Director of Ministry Development here at KSLR AM 630. We're so glad that you're with us today listening to Word um, coming directly to you from our studios. I am uh, honored to have here with us Pastor Dr. Robert Welch. He is the senior pastor over at Park Hills Baptist Church right here in San Antonio over uh, pretty much on the corner of Highway 281 and 1604. Pastor, so good to have you. Thank you so Thank much you, for joining Mark. us. Thank you, Mark. It's good to be here. Awesome. Well, what we want to do today is we want to give our listeners an opportunity to get to know who you are, get to know the church, uh, get to know what God is doing within your ministry and in your life and, and within the congregation that, that makes up Park Hills Baptist Church. So why don't we start out with uh, you? Tell us a little bit about yourself, your background, and, and just kind of get right, us up Mark. to speed to today. Today, It's not that interesting a story. I was <laughs> born in Houston, and uh, at, at a young age, at the age of 17, I sensed that God was calling me to, into the ministry. Mm. And uh, so I went off to college in Marshall, Texas, at East Texas Baptist College. And it was there that I met my wife, Ruth. We met in college. We married while we were still in college. And uh, after college, Ruth and I went to seminary. She she worked, and I went to school and uh, served a church. Mm-hmm. Then we moved out of there and back down to Houston after we graduated from seminary. And I pastored there for six years mm-hmm. before I entered itinerant ministry, and we moved to Longview, Texas. I was in itinerant ministry for about six years when Park Hills Baptist Church asked me to come be their pastor. That was 17 years ago in 1994. During that time, we raised three children who who grew up and graduated in the San Antonio area. Uh, all three of our kids are grown, and we even have three grandchildren now. Yeah. Uh, we were adding it up. We have as many grand dogs as we have grandchildren, and we decided <laughs> we would tell the kids they had to have one for one. We couldn't be getting ahead with too many grand there dogs. There you go, exactly. <laughs> but... Um, my oldest son, as a matter of fact, is a pastor in Northeast Texas, and uh, we are excited about what God's doing in, in all of our children's lives. But that's how we came to San Antonio, and that's yeah. uh, that's a little bit about me, uh, interest-wise, things that occupy my time yeah. other than the church and our family. I like to hunt, and I like to fish, and people who know me for any length of time know that, yeah. because it it's uh, I would wear camouflage in the pulpit if I thought I could get away with it. <laughs> but um, uh, sometimes uh, I, have to, I have to just back off of that a little yeah, bit. Yeah. But I also enjoy uh, – I enjoy studies in the New Testament. And I have done graduate work and doctoral work in, in New Testament studies. Hmm. And uh, part of the thing that I like to do with my time is spend it with young seminarians, hmm. pastors-to-be, 
In fact, I teach as an adjunct professor at Southwestern Baptist Theological Seminary. Oh, great. Its campus is over at Castle Hills First Baptist Church, and I've taught for them since uh, about 2000. Yeah. And I really enjoy doing that. In fact, this semester I'll be teaching uh, Introduction to Christian Apologetics, Mm -hmm. a class that I really enjoy as well. But that's a little bit about what, what I do and what what uh, interests I have. Awesome. Now, did you already know as a young man that, that this is what you were going to end up doing, or did you have any aspirations to do something else? Truthfully, I probably knew very early that yeah. God had something in mind for my life. Did you grow up in church? And I didn't like it, yes, and yeah. I didn't really like it. Okay. Uh, <laughs> it was unusual, to yeah. say the least. Not the thing that uh, that the average person would aspire to. And I didn't aspire to it. Hmm. And even after I was called, uh, sensing God's call in my life, I begged him, mm-hmm. <laughs> change your mind on that, <laughs> can you? Um, but he never has. And uh, so, yeah, I've known since I was a young man. Not your will, but God's will be done, huh? <laughs> Nevertheless, as you That's will. Right. That's right. That's right. That's awesome. So you've been seventeen. You've been here seventeen years mm-hmm. at Park Hills Baptist Church. That's awesome. Uh, tell us a little bit about the um, the culture at the church. Tell us, brag a little bit about what's going on there. <laughs> well, I think like most people uh, in North North San Antonio, our culture is harried and scaried. It's tough. <laughs> it is just so busy. Yeah. Uh, it, it kind of reflects the the traffic in the neighborhood. Mm. You, you just you want to be somewhere, and you don't seem to be able to get there on time. That's that's kind of the way our church functions as well. If you if you look at our our worship guide or our or our website, you'll see there is something going on at our church almost all the time. Yeah. Uh, so that's kind of the description of our church. One thing that's happening right now that we're very excited about is we are bringing in a young man and his wife and his newborn baby yeah. to uh, be considered as a new pastor in our church right. for our students. Uh, student ministry has meant a lot at Park Hills, mm-hmm. and it has. We have a we have a long tradition of serious-minded student ministry, mm-hmm. and we're excited that we're going to be able to continue that uh, with a new young pastor leading that ministry. Awesome. Uh, his name is Caleb Lance, and he'll be coming uh, to our church on January the 8th. All right. And our church is excited about that. It's almost like having our own baby, yeah. a, new, a new young man coming to serve the Lord here in our midst. But we're really most excited that it means God has a, a purpose, and a new day is dawning for Amen. the students and the parents at our church. We're very excited about that. Um, awesome. Our church is a very mission-minded church, Mm -hmm. and almost always there is somebody, some group of somebodies, who are planning or raising money for a mission endeavor, whether it's local or foreign. Mm -hmm. Uh, We have a group of students who are are right now raising funds to go on a mission trip to Panama. Mm -hmm. Um, We have a group in our church that takes it seriously to be a part of the missionaries' lives that come through and out of our church and stay a part of those lives. So we have a strong connection with uh, church work around the world. Uh, mm-hmm. We have friends in Thailand, friends in China, friends all over Africa, friends all over South America. 
And uh, we have some members of our church who are serving as missionaries, even in Germany. Yeah. So we're a very strong mission church. And this time of year, we like to put our emphasis on the work that God's doing, not only here, but around the world. We like to remind people, Mark, that God was the first missionary. Mm-hmm. And Jesus went on the first mission trip when wow, he came from heaven great. to earth. Yeah. And so what Christmas is is nothing more than a reminder that we can't stay put and be God's people. That's right. We have to go. We have to give. And we have to send. Yeah. You know, in this season um, uh, of giving, we're we're celebrating we're celebrating Christmas, celebrating the birth of Jesus Christ. And a lot of the times we get so focused on, well, what's under the tree for me? What's in it for me? Though we may not say it, I think a lot of the times we kind of tend to think that way. Um, what kind of advice would you give to to folks that are out there right now that aren't so missions-minded? Like you said, it, whether it's across the street, you know, talking to your next-door neighbor or going halfway around the world, our mission and our great commission is to preach the gospel, to get that message of the good news out. What would you say to us that all of a sudden in the midst of all this, we get so wrapped up with the shopping and the planning and the parties and all this kind of stuff? How can you bring it home to? to Well, just stop and think about what is the gospel and what happened to you when you trusted Christ as your Savior? Mm -hmm. You became a child of God. Now, if that was the end of the story, Wouldn't heaven be the very next chapter? Hmm. But it's not the next chapter. We're left here on this earth to continue the story because God is all about reclaiming and redeeming his creation, which includes not only you, but your neighbors, people who've never heard of him, people who have different religions altogether. God's after those people. That's That's what Christmas reminds me of. And I think when we get past the uh, the traditions and the emotions of the season, we have to ask ourselves, why do we do all this? Mm-hmm. Well, we do it because of Christ yeah. and, and what he came to this earth to do. We're just carrying through with what he started. Mm-hmm. So that's what I would remind people of. That's awesome. That's great. We're getting ready to enter into the new year. Um, what are you expecting? What is God sharing with you? What are you expecting for the new year for Park Hills Baptist Church, for your family? For well, I really suspect that we're going to see uh, God adding to the numbers and the members of Park Hills. Mm-hmm. While that is exciting, and, and don't get me wrong, I don't think any pastor wants his church not to grow of numerically. Course. I hope every pastor out there wants his church to grow yeah. numerically. I understand that there's a lot more to growth than numeric growth. Absolutely. There's substantive growth, the character growth, the growth in Christ-likeness. In fact, that's the chief aim of the church, mm-hmm. is seeking to build people up in, in identification with Christ and in reflection of his character. We have, a, we have a mission statement at our church that summarizes why we're there, and I think it helps keep us focused on what it is we're supposed to be doing. Mm-hmm. Our objective is to lead people to a growing relationship with Jesus Christ. Yeah. We know that we can't force people to be conformed to the image of Christ. All we can hope to do is create the right environment for them to be nurtured, just like you would a, an infant plant or an infant child. Yeah. You want to put them in the right environment. They will naturally grow 
if you give them the nourishment or the nutrition that they need, that's my job, mm-hmm. giving the nourishment and the nutrition that our family needs. Our, our children, uh, each and every one, have to have it, but how to provide it for themselves as well. Mm-hmm. And so that's really what I'm looking forward to this year is as God adds to our church the opportunity to, to cross paths in, with many different lives and challenge people to grow in Christ. That's awesome. Um, as we get into the new year, uh, like like always, people resolve to do something new, change their life, better their life in one way or another. And I think right around this time, people have a come-to-Jesus meeting. They, they, they say, you know what, I, I, I could make better choices, and uh, I really need to have that relationship with mm-hmm. Christ, and I need to find a church somewhere. Um, you mentioned the word membership a little while ago, and uh, as I look at society today, as I look at people that call themselves, quote, Christian, a good number of that, I don't have the statistics, but a good number of them, I would say, um, are really just they jump around this church, that church, they'll go to church, then they'll stop for two, three weeks, a month, they'll go again. There's really no consistency. There's no commitment. Why is it important for us to be part of a membership of a local congregation rather than just, you know, a Christian that tunes into this TV or that radio station and visits this congregation or the other? Well, you know, we give people the title Christian. That was the first uh, term that was u- well, that was used of them early in Acts chapter 11. The, these people who were following Christ were called Christians. Well, that word was really a term of uh, derision. It meant little Christ. Hmm. Because they were mocking the person that these people were following. I think we take the label, but we don't take the meaning of it mm. very seriously. And that's unfortunate. You see, we're not really called to be Christians. That's what we're made fun of for being. Mm. What we're called to be is followers. Mm-hmm. Tagging along after Christ. Walking in his footsteps. I think we get the the title Christian, and we think our work is done. And that's not true. Our work isn't done until he takes us home. Mm-hmm. Our work until then is to ascend in imitation of him, to climb, to grow in our in our character. And those things only happen when we're in an environment where we're challenged, where we're held accountable. Yeah, You know, I, I make... New Year's resolutions just like everybody else does. Mm -hmm. And by the end of February, I've forgotten them. Mm -hmm. One resolution that I make almost every year is to return to the gym. You know, since I've been a citizen in San Antonio, I've been a member of a gym almost the whole time. Mm. And almost the whole time, I haven't gone to the gym. (laughs) And you know what? Being a member hasn't changed anything about my life. Mm. It hasn't made me stronger or any fitter. Being a member of a church or having an identification with a church doesn't do it either. Mm-hmm. But following Christ does. The thing about a membership in a church is it helps to hold us accountable. It helps to keep us plugged in. It helps to come and get us at times when we've wandered away. Yeah, And that's what the church is for. So I always say to folks who, who um, are less disciplined than they need to be about following Christ. Remember, it's not about church membership, but there will be a membership that matters to you somewhere 
if your if your relationship with Christ matters. Right. Well, let's talk about this accountability. Uh, you've got systems in place um, within Park Hills Baptist Church where you've got. Uh, men's ministry department, you've got uh, accountability for the women's, you've got children's, you've got youth, you've got all these different departments that minister to different age groups and, and target them and cater to them and to their needs. And um, Tell us a little bit about the different departments that you've got and, and how things work there at Park Hills Baptist Church. We function on a a model called a connection group model, and we, and we, we take people in similar life situations and we try to help mold them together. These little communities of groups or groups are built for the sake of connecting, just like the body, the human body is connected, uh, so that the, the needs, the desires, the impulses, the, the spiritual giftedness of people can be identified within relationships and then activated within mm. those relationships. We we are undertaking right now, Mark, uh, a gr- a, a new ministry within both our male and our female population of our church mm-hmm. where we do connect directly with uh, older and younger, mm-hmm. men to young men, older women to younger women. Because one of the things that I, I discovered last year in a, in a series of meetings I had in our members' homes over uh, about three-month period of time was our people are crying out for for cross generational uh, relationships, yeah. this is a very transitional city. People move here uh, and they move away. Yeah, uh, I think partly due to the economy and you know for a no, long time town due well. to the military, of right. course. So it transitions a lot. And if people move into a town and they spend a year or two trying to find a church. And then they spend a year in that church, and then for a year they're moving, relocating, and it takes them. Do you realize that over the course of a lifetime, people only spend about a third of their life in church, in in a membership in a church, if they follow this transitional period? We're trying to get people connected as soon as possible, whether they're members, whether they decide to join or not, So, so that they won't waste the time that could be used growing their relationship with Christ. Mm-hmm. So if, I, if I'm hearing you correctly, you as a pastor, you're spending your time, you're investing into your congregation, you're equipping the saints so that they could do the work of the ministry, as Ephesians says. Correct. Um, but um, you want them, another word that you used a little while ago was growing, growing with a relationship with Christ. So what I want to get down to is you're equipping them to basically be equippers of the new generation. Right. You're training them to right. train the new generation. Because it doesn't matter if it happens in on the property of a church or in or in a person's living room or 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 in a in a break room at yeah. work. It doesn't matter where these encounters, these personal encounters occur. We grow in relationship. God made us to be social. Yeah. So what we're trying to train people to do is just be good people. Mm-hmm. Good people as friends, good people as neighbors, good people as as uh, students, good people as workers or employees, employers. Because as people are good, as people are good, they'll be attractive. And it's within the nature of relationships, it's within that environment that we influence people for Christ. There used to be a day where mass evangelism was the most successful way. Mm-hmm. 
Billy Graham and Crusades gathered large numbers of people, mm-hmm. gave an invitation. And that still happens at times. Yeah. But, you know, even the New Testament has more accounts of individuals coming to know Christ than it does mass numbers of people coming to Christ. Mm-hmm. And so it shouldn't surprise us that that is the most common way people meet Jesus. Yeah. They meet him through the relationship they have with an individual. So if we will work on growing the individual, we will also accomplish evangelism more effectively yeah. than we are right now. Awesome. Awesome. That's great. Um, let me transition over a little bit into what's coming up uh, here at uh, Park Hills Baptist Church. I know that you've got a gentleman by the name of, of Tim. Um, Tim Hawkins. Tim Hawkins, yes. It's going to be with you guys uh, Tim Hawkins mid-January. Tim is a Christian comedian, and he may be one of the funniest men I've ever met. Yeah. He's certainly one of the most energetic. If, uh, if, you, if, if anybody wants a laugh, mm-hmm. go to YouTube and just type in Tim Hawkins. Yeah. There are clips of him. Uh, don't waste your day doing that. Like I have a time or two, <laughs> but he was with us a couple of years ago, and our people have enjoyed him so much they begged to have him back, and mm. we're bringing him back in January. I don't want to pass over the Christmas season. Um, this time is an important time. Many people are are hurt, yeah, and the Christmas time instead of. Reducing the pain often increases the pain. Mm -hmm. If someone is going through the first Christmas where they have experience without a loved one, a husband or a wife or a child or a parent, this is a tough time. And it's so easy to forget not everybody's in a good mood, not everybody's happy, not everybody can even identify a reason to smile. I want to say to anybody that might be listening Park Hills understands. Hmm. We're people just like you. And our church has people in it that are going through their first Christmas time without a loved one. And as a pastor, I've learned that you have to acknowledge the needs because these people can easily be alienated. And I would hate for people to think that if they're not at the best of, or not in the best of moods or not in the best of health at this moment, and their outlook isn't the best it's ever been, mm-hmm. that they're not close to God. That's not the case at all. There are many times in our lives where these experiences, these painful moments, result in greater growth. So while it may be a time of rejoicing for some, for others, it may be a time of reflection. I want to invite them to Park Hills. Tell us where where your uh, church is located. We're located at the corner, as Mark said, of 281 and 1604. Our exact address is 17747. San Pedro, but you can find us right next to the Cavender Buick dealership. That's the big four-story dealership at at the corner there. Uh, Our web address is parkhills.org, and we have a fully interactive website. You can hear, not that you would necessarily want to, but any of the sermons that are preached in our pulpit Mm -hmm. on our website at any time. And you can find out about all of the ministry opportunities that are available at our church on our website as well. Pastor, what what drives your passion to just continue giving all you've got to to these folks, to these group, this group of people that God has put under your uh, your shepherding ability? <coughs> what what drives you? I mean, uh-huh. uh, I'm sure, like anything else, there's got to be ups and downs. There's got to be you know times when when you're uh, just kind of uh, cringing, cringing, and just <laughs> don't know what to do, but um, 
How do you deal as a pastor? I mean, you're just a regular person as anybody else. About a year and a half ago, I had a I had a car accident uh, on my way to children's camp, and it was a devastating accident. Another another driver in the accident died, hmm. and I was injured. And for the first time in my career, I was the recipient of pastoral care. Hmm. Uh, one of our members is is a military chaplain, and he kind of undertook being my pastor during that time, and uh, I've not forgotten that. And it's remi- it has given me a fresh awareness of how very important what I do is, even though uh, I don't always do it as well as some do or preach as well as some do. It's important. I'm watching the the debates, the Republican debates, right? Like, you know, like everybody else. And I think about the job these guys are aspiring to, and can't help but and can't help but think in my heart, I would never give up my job for something like that. Hmm. I think what I do is the most important thing on earth. That's great. Well, we want to ex- extend an invitation uh, once again for uh, you, all of you that are listening here to KSLR AM six thirty, to go out and visit and get to know Doctor uh, Robert Welch in person. Go up there. Shake his hand, visit with him and his uh, his wife Ruth over at Park Hills Baptist Church. Uh, Sunday services are at nine forty five a.m. You have conne- what's called connection groups, connection groups right? at nine forty five. What is connection groups? It's small groups that are life oriented. People of similar ages, similar experiences are are thrown together in Bible study okay. and fellowship, yeah. and they carry that beyond that group meeting in on that Sunday throughout the week. All right. So connection groups on Sundays at 945, and then your worship begins at 11 a.m. 11 o'clock. Right. And then we have Bible study at 615 on Wednesday night for a midweek Bible study as well. 615. All right. Very good. Well, um, Pastor, we want to thank you so much. We want to uh, also recommend everyone to go out there, and uh, if you can't make it between now and um, at the beginning of the year because you're you're busy with other things, please make sure that you go out there and check out Tim Hawkins in concert Friday, January 13. General admission is $15 uh, in advance purchase, $20 at the door. The show time is at 7 o'clock with the doors opening up at 6. Correct. Right there with you guys. Thank you so much. Thanks, and, Mark. And give us the website one more time. Park Hills, P-A-R-K-H-I-L-S dot org. All right. For more information, go on the web, parkhills.org. Thank you, Pastor. God Thanks, Mark. Thank you for joining us today as we featured the AM630 KSLR Church of the Week. We hope that during this past half hour, you've had a chance to get to know the pastor and learn something about their church. We encourage you to get involved in your local community church. If you'd like to nominate your pastor to be featured on an upcoming Church of the Week program, simply submit your nomination at kslr.com. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. 
with in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com.